You're not really going to kill this podcast, are you, Chris? <laughs> Welcome back to the Hitchcock Minute, where we're talking about the 1959 movie North by Northwest by Alfred Hitchcock and friends. Yes, and friends. I'm Jonathan, and this is Chris. Hello. And we're from Minute Impossible. Hello, everybody. Welcome. Help. Happy Hump Day. It's not Hump Day anymore, is it? No, it's no, Thursday. It's Thursday. Welcome to Thursday. Thursday. The day after Hump Day. And to get us over that hump, which was basically walking through to a hallway, we now are in an elevator with one piece of dialogue. This is where our oh, our movies by minutes muscles have to be flexed. This is where the because score takes over. There is a score. This is like uh this is like the week we had when Ethan had to slowly descend into Langley into the uh, into the uh database at the CIA. Exactly. And we had no wording or no words for no like word. 3 days. And it's just like, well, talk about it. Stretch, stretch, stretch. So let's talk about it. Well, I love this the production minute. design of this. <laughs> oh, this this is one of those classic Hitchcock, uh, you know, it's a it's a two shot. Mm-hmm. And it's it's beautifully framed. The Cary Grant and his mom, <laughs> Cary Grant and his mom, Roger and his mom get into the uh, elevator. The elevator that we saw them, they turned right. They turned right really quickly. So we we still don't know if the that that hallway was real. They turned right real quickly. Uh, go down. I think down to uh, the elevator. Because see, this is why I think that hallway is fake because they now go to a completely different looking set. Yeah. And to I mean, get on the elevator. It's weird. And then I assume this is really in the plaza. They turn right, and then all of a sudden they're coming from the left. Is the next yeah, shot. but yeah, and that's okay. I can live yeah. with that, but it's feel like I'm in a different building. Yeah, I do too. I mean, or at and least they the, go up to a basically a gilded, a gilded uh, elevator. Yeah. with all this different flourish. And it's got all it's got all the summer restaurants on it. <laughs> can you see all the restaurants? No, I didn't. What are they, what are they? Uh, the summer, the summer restaurants at the plaza are, I will get that, hold on. One second. Plaza Hotel. Hmm. Well... There's a lot. There's the there's the Todd English food court. No, food hall. That's that seems a little more casual. Yeah. But they've also got the Palm Court, which is like the the one we'll see later. Mm-hmm. It's not the the one we see later is a set. We'll get to that next week. But uh yeah, there it's all the summer restaurants. So this was happening in the summer. And I think we're going to get some clarification on that because later on he will be looking at a newspaper. Ooh. And it will have the date on. Because right now, I don't think we know even in the whole movie what what the date is. No, but is all, it, everybody's wearing coats and stuff, so that's interesting. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah. So it makes me wonder when they actually taped this. Yeah, I, I, I've never it. I've never been in New York in the summer, so I it's, don't know. It's not cold. Know. I didn't think so. Haven't you seen? Uh, uh, I'm trying to think of a movie where it's hot. Oh, uh, Summer of Sam. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's when a heat wave hit. Yeah, it's very hot there. Anyway, uh, so they get to the elevator and they and as they're getting in, hold on, as they get in, Valerian and uh, and his cohort come in the elevator. So they missed it by about a, a second. Missed it they by hadn't wait. 
Basically, the phone call is what slowed them down. Yeah. But, of course, the phone call is also what made them leave the room. Exactly. I, lo- I love that they everyone pro- uh, practices proper elevator etiquette. Look forward or at your feet. Yeah, nobody's, like, trying to get in and out while, while Cary Grant and his mom are trying to get in. You yes, know, they're all going to the lobby. They're all going down. Yeah, that's when they've got, there's an actual elevator operator standing to the right. Yeah. And we get the first line and only line of this minute. Roger's mother saying, you're not really going to murder my son, are you? And go ahead. what? No, go ahead. No, you were going to say I was going to say, I, lo- I love that Grant, Eric Grant, Grant just looks straight ahead at the camera, basically. He does. Yeah. I think his eye line is lower than the camera, yeah, but it's too, almost but... right down the barrel. Exactly. It's just so funny. There are a lot of, there's a lot of great stuff in this elevator. Yeah. This is the, this is the most people we've gotten so far in our minutes. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, we've got, we've got the hat. If we pause it and, and just look at it at, before we go on with the rest of the scene, what happens and how they react to being asked if they're going to kill her son. There's a lot of people in this, uh, car. It's one, two, three, four, five, six. Six other guests behind the four of them, plus the elevator operator. A lot of people in this elevator. Uh, hat squads here. They're represented. All the women wearing these little pill, pill hat. I think they're called pillbox hats. Yeah, pillbox hats. Yeah. And the man to the left of the screen has the, uh, Walt Disney mustache and hair. <laughs> yeah. The, yes, that guy. Exactly. Mustache. And, that everyone, no one's making eye contact until she asks this question. Cary Grant stares at the camera, and then the two murderers, Valerian included, start uh, start laughing. And everybody turns to them at like the same moment. Exactly, it's just hilarious. And everybody else laughs, and then his mother looks around like, "Why is everyone laughing?" Oh, I guess I should be laughing. Super weird. <laughs> if if someone said that in an elevator today. Like if you were in a crowded elevator and someone asked, what would be your first response? Uh, I'd be like, "Help!" <laughs> but without saying "help," I, I, no, I would, no, oh, you're I, one of the you're one of the people. You're not one of the top. I, I, four. I would, the, I would have that, that, the that uh, uncomfortable laughter. <laughs> you know, <laughs> crap! I can't get out of this elevator. You know. Yeah, they're all stuck there. Exactly, and I'm sure for this time. Period. This is the most awkward thing that could ever be said oh, yeah. to anybody. Definitely. I, I mean, I don't think, you know, everybody in that elevator is like laughing it off. But at the same time, you know, I think that, I don't think they take any of it seriously. Let's talk about this score. Oh, God. Yeah. They start it's building like, the tension. It's like, it reminds me a lot of, of a Bugs Bunny cartoon. <laughs> Because it's a lot of whoop, 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 whoop. They make key change, key change. Yeah. You know, like it with like little, little violin bows. Yeah, and it keeps it keeps mounting higher and higher, getting the tension going as we get closer to them into the elevator. And then once they're in the elevator, you know, it's it, it feels like a, like a pressure cooker is about to explode from the music, which I think is fun. I still don't feel a ton of peril. No, not yet. In this movie, there's been no overt murdering of anyone that I've seen yet. You know, he's just been drugged. At this point, they are just annoying and have kidnapped him, 
drugged him and taken him to this house so he could talk to James Mason. Yeah. So in my mind, I'm like, why would your first thing think to be that they're going to murder him? Like, why would your first, why, why is Roger Thornhill's first thought about that? Quite fear. <laughs> I have no idea. It's just like, they're going to kill me. Why? Yeah. What, what make, maybe they're making you dinner. They are. They just, they just framed you for DUI. And we don't even know why they did that. Wouldn't why, they kill why? you right then if they if they could have, you know? Yeah. Wouldn't Leonard have slit your throat? Yeah, they had you or in the house and everything, you know? Super weird. I mean, I saw I saw Lethal Weapon 2, and they had the you know, the, the, the garbage bags on the floor and the big tarp and shoot the guy, and that's it, you know? Boom, get rid of him. Maybe, maybe he just hates riding with them in cars, and that's the most petrifying thing to him. Because <laughs> that car ride out to the, I guess... The outskirts of of upstate New York, right? Yeah. Earlier in the movie, is is more than he can handle. He's like, I, I can't go back in that car with those people. <laughs> I can't go again. It's, it was it was awful. It was terrible. There may be some fear for his mother. Yeah. I'm also not feeling that no. from the actor. Well, I think he's more afraid of his mother. Maybe. <laughs> he's afraid that they're more than a match for him. Yeah. For the for the two uh, murderers that she thinks are nice boys that are laughing at her joke. <laughs> exactly. All right. Let me see. Uh, what else can we look up? I'm looking up to see if those are the real elevators. I'm looking up the best scenes in elevators. Well, it's a good elevator scene in a list of elevator scenes. Uh, our movie has an elevator scene, the first Mission Impossible, where they have to go down into the consulate, into the embassy, and uh, Milo Estevez is impaled on those ceiling spikes that all elevators have. Yep. But I was like, what other movies have great, memorable... I think people remember this scene from this movie. Yeah. I think this is one of those scenes. When you think of Alfred Hitchcock's North by Northwest, you go, all right, he's running from the plane. He's climbing Mount Rushmore. That guy gets that knife in his back. And you probably also think about the woman, the, the his mother saying, you're not really going to kill him, are you? I always think about so. the, the scene later where Eva Marie, Eva Marie Saint shoots the gun and the little kid preps for it. Yep. I always think about that. That's not an elevator, though. No, no, no. I'm just saying that's one of the things I think about it when I think about this movie. <laughs> the uh, let's see, uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, oh, uh, sexy one, Plass, uh-huh. 1983, the teenage sex romp. What do you think? Oh uh, yeah, with uh, Jacqueline Bisset and uh, mm-hmm. uh, Andrew McCarthy. Yep, and another one with our man Tom Cruise, Top oh, Gun. Top Gun. There's a scene with he and Kelly McGinnis. Remember, he's uh, he's like working out and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those look like the elevators in the plaza. I don't know if they're actually the ones, but they certainly look like them. There were a lot of scenes. Uh, speaking of older movies, a lot of scenes. Working Girl. Half the movie takes place in an elevator. Yep. Are you okay? You're sniffling. Yeah, no, okay? no, I'm just tired. It's all good. All right. And uh, uh, hilariously enough, Speed. Ah, yes. Takes place in an elevator. The first twenty minutes of speed takes place in an elevator. Uh, and and it, it's funny that North by Northwest makes the list because it's 
it's one of those ones, uh, it's one of those ones because you're like, you're like, when you think about it, you don't think about North by Northwest for the elevator scene, uh, but like you've got mail has the same type of scene. Huh. It, having the guy in the elevator, having the elevator operator adds a level of, I don't know what to it, uh, like a, a poshness, a New yeah. Yorkness. It, it feels very New York. Yeah, definitely. It, it makes me think of, uh, Hudsucker Proxy and the, uh, the elevator guy in that. Oh yeah, that's yeah. a good one. That's a really good one. I don't know if that's on my list, but I do. Oh, oh. Uh, <clears throat> to be fair, Aliens yeah. has an elevator. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's that's pushing it. That alien and, uh, able to, to and of course, start. dressed to kill. Dressed to kill. Yeah. That's our Brian De Palma, uh, Hitchcock. Uh, you know where where uh, what's her face um, gets slashed. Angie uh, Dickinson. What's her name? Yeah, Angie Dickinson mm-hmm. gets slashed. Slashed up by uh, by a uh, killer. Uh, speaking of another butler, by uh, Batman's butler. Ooh, Alfred. Yeah, that's who kills Angie Dickinson and Dressed to Kill. For those spoilers, let's say spoilers for those who haven't seen it. But it was a woman. Uh-huh. But it's a wo- It's a woman. Yeah, and that's that, that and, movie's and, forty years old, guys. If you haven't seen it yet. Yeah, yeah, and this one, this was sixty. So you know, yeah. come on. It's much easier to watch. <laughs> that's where this minute ends. This minute ends with the uh, laughter of the murderers and everyone just having a gay old time. You, if you look in the background, you can see the restaurants we were talking about earlier behind his mother. Uh, at at, at uh, second 58, you can see the Parisian room, Ooh. the Oak room, the Palm Court, and I can't tell what that last word is. It looks like the Ren does something. And I looked it up and I could not find anything online that would tell me the old name of the Plaza restaurants. Hmm. So I am at a loss. If one of the other hosts happens to notice or find out, let us know. Yes, please. But I love those things in the backgrounds. So yeah, still summer restaurants. So it ends with summer restaurants and the laughter of murderers. (laughs) Um, so let's, uh, let Chris, let's go into everybody's favorite segment. Yes, yes, yes. Butler facts. Butler facts. Hello, operator. Hello, butler. Be awesome. You hit the phone. Hello, butler. Hold on. Give me a second. There's something outside my door. Sorry about that. I had cats fighting outside my door. <laughs> That's okay. Our butler fact for today is they have a room at the plaza that is uh, it is a Betsy Johnson designed room in honor of Eloise, oh. the six year old from the fictional book who lived on the property. And more than once, a butler has been asked by the uh, by more than one person, like they've had. Adults in the beds. They've had adults and children in the beds. They've been asked to read the book to them while, uh, like a bedtime story. Interesting. Which that's actually not bad. No, there it's, it's, uh, I can, can you imagine though, uh, walking in and there's like a bunch of 40 year olds just laying in bed 
with their glasses of wine waiting to be read to after they've already had their bath. So he's already seen them naked, I assume. And and now they want to have the uh, the Eloise story read to them. That would be hilarious. I wonder what sort of tips these guys make. Oh my god! It, well, I don't. I can't even find out how much the butler service is. I've looked everywhere. Nothing will tell me. It all tells me there is a butler service. But guess what? It's one of those questions. I'm sure it's if you have to ask, you can't, can't afford, afford it. it. Nope. So, does your butler service remove dead bodies? Oh, I'm sure the plaza has had its day. Mm-hmm. It's been around since like 1885. So they've definitely murdered somebody. I mean, Charlie Sheen alone had a naked hooker in there. So exactly. Some, someone has killed somebody there, whether it be their husband, wife, other. other. <laughs> Check the box. Yeah. Other. So, yeah, I, I have the strange feeling that there has been a lot of uh, murder cover up <laughs> over the years. And it's changed hands so many times that we're now within plausible deniability for anyone involved. Like, yeah. I don't know. That was one of those other guys owned that, that, it. That's that other guy who's the president owned it, not me. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, I think that it is, uh, I would like to go there. Yes. Now that, know. now I, I probably would get cred from my 11 year old who would be like, Hey, it's the Home Alone. It's the Home Alone <laughs> Hotel. But I could at least say, Hey, it's from, uh, Big business <laughs> to my wife. Yeah, some Brewster's millions for yourself. For Brewster's millions for myself and North by Northwest. If anybody asks, though, so I'd be like, "Oh, we're staying, or we're, we were here because of North by Northwest, of course." Not Brewster's millions. And they're like, they always say that, but they're really here for Brewster's millions. I'm like, yeah, you got me. Can I get the Brewster suite? Can you take me to that suite so I can see it? The one where he uh, he put money down on an iceberg, bringing an iceberg back to Manhattan. Oh my God, that's right. Yeah. God, can we just talk about Brewster's movie? That'd be awesome. Yeah, it would be awesome. But we're not. We're talking about this movie. Yep. And we're going to move on tomorrow to uh, our last minute of this week, uh, minute 35. So this is the end of 34. Uh, as we're wrapping up today, thanks again to the Hitchcock Minute for allowing us to be on the show. Uh, Chris and I are enjoying it. The uh, HitchcockMinute.com uh, website has all of these episodes. There are a lot of different movies by minutes, podcasters helping out with this project. Uh, it was spearheaded mm. by uh, Jim O'Kane from the Rocketeer Minute so and uh, from Apollo 13. So definitely go have a look at that website and also look at the Movies by Minutes website because that has a ton of different Movies by Minutes to listen to. And of course, us, Minute Impossible. We're on Season 3. And, uh, at this point, we probably have just either begun or, in, or, or are just about to start season three, which is the third movie, the JJ Abrams movie, Mission Impossible three. So go find us at minuteimpossible.com. And until tomorrow, uh, <laughs> 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 uh.